Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. This is Dr. Selena, and thank you for joining me today. This podcast has been all about sharing ideas and insights and resources and whatever else I can come up with from my work to you. From my work as an organizational psychologist to you, no matter what role you hold, no matter what your background is, welcome. This topic today, choice, is really wrapped around this podcast itself, how we do this work together and interact with and understand the changing organizations. We spend most of our lifetime being born in, educated by, working in, cared for by organizations, groups of people who come together for a common purpose. You can read huge amounts of content around change management. And if you look around you, you can literally see it forming and reforming in front of you at this very moment. No matter if you're a large company or a small company, mid-sized company, no matter what industry or sector you're in, I had a unique opportunity a number of years ago to take graduate students to Southern Belize. And we did this for a number of years to do what we could do to support small business development in that set of communities, where owning your own business is a significant opportunity when other types of employment are really scarce. And on one of our free days, we went out to this ocean preserve. It, I had never considered before that just like we have all different types of nature preserves, here was one literally in the ocean. And there was an island we were allowed on with very careful rules in order to see it in its pristine state. And we had to walk very carefully and spend our time very carefully, but literally And the visual I would share with you is, I swear, you could see sand crystals developing while you watched them. It was that amazing. And when I think about our time and what we're looking at is that is is where we are at with organizations and companies right now. If you pay attention, you literally see them forming and reforming. And I want us to consider who gets it and who's struggling to get it. What can I share with you today that will help you get it? Let me give you an opposite example. A number of years ago, I met with a company president and he invited me in to do some coaching and some succession planning and some leadership training when really he didn't want any of it. He didn't like what I had to say. He had a plan for his company that nobody else had bought into. He hadn't brought them along. And he was hoping that I would convince them. (laughs) No. In fact, he had a, uh, an adult uh, child of his had been brought back to the company to possibly take it over for him. Except it became very clear to me that she wanted nothing to do with it. She didn't want to participate. She didn't want to help employees. She didn't want to be in the ranks to understand the business. She just wanted the benefits. 
And I remember having this absolute final conversation with him as part of this entire experience when I said, when you're ready, call me. Until you're ready to change, nobody can do that for you. You haven't acted on any of the feedback we've given you. You've asked me to teach these classes, and I have. There are so many things you are not willing to see, like this successor named of yours who clearly doesn't want to be here. And that's such in stark contrast to the companies I see who get it. They're leading the edge. They're open to feedback. They're willing to make mistakes and learn from them. But they have to take a really hard look at themselves. And he wasn't willing. I said, when you're willing, let me know. Interestingly enough, it's been about five years. They're they're in this community that, you know, is counting on them for those 75 jobs. Five years ago, we could have put a succession plan in place if he was really willing to acknowledge those ideas. And he didn't want to. Five years later, guess what? He wants to retire. And now he wants to put a plan in place. And that just puts us at such a vulnerable spot. So when I look at other companies where leaders get it, you know, I sat listening to a company president a few weeks ago and just simply was in awe. He was approachable to his team. He shared his vision. They were in the room with uh, him and they knew they belonged. He sold it. And he didn't just sell it once a year. We have to be able to meet people where they are at and help them see the future. And that company I saw five years ago and just could not make progress. And I wanted to make progress. I wanted that for them because I saw that if this company isn't successful, it puts this community in such a risk point for those jobs, those people that I spent time with and care about would have to adjust to some pretty dramatic changes if those jobs weren't there or if the company wasn't doing well. And then I look at this company a couple of weeks ago. Those leaders were bought in. They could see that vision. It wasn't completely mapped out yet. There was plenty of uncertainty in their business, but they were willing to solve the problems. I get change is hard, but not being change ready is harder. We say change or be changed. It's really a choice because it's going to happen regardless And right now, as organizations are balancing business needs with people needs, on-site versus remote, who never left the building and who doesn't ever want to come back? I love good vision, that focus on the future so that a leader sees what is ahead, but it can't be with blinders on. The leaders who choose to ignore reality will be changed and not change ready. There are so many documented errors that our brain makes in the thinking process. And I've examined these in different podcasts along the way, but one of my all-time favorite ones fits within this story. And 
when I look at that leader five years ago who did not see, he was managing his business. He was not leading his people. He thought his daughter would just come in and rise to the occasion. In fact, when I showed up, I was pulled aside and said, you know, she is the heir apparent. She is the supposed successor. And can I show you a copy of her Instagram uh, posts? And I'm like, yeah, what's up with that? And they showed me a post of hers where she's flipping off the company sign. How can this father look at a picture of his daughter and want to bring her into this when she doesn't want to be there? So there were hard conversations need to happen there. But there were also hard conversations about how he had built his company. He had people who had been with him for decades who were committed to the business that did not feel appreciated and stayed. And now their future was at risk. He would ignore reality. So that escalation commitment error is one that I continue to be fascinated by within organizations. So when a leader has made a decision and they're so focused on what comes next that they dismiss new input or new data because they are so solid on what has to happen. Now, I love good vision. I love passion around vision. But blinded vision, I know, right? You can't. Because then you miss the opportunity. So what happens in organizations? Picture this. You're on with your company and a business decision is made to upgrade software or to produce a new service or product. And a decision is made and a year later, you're now implementing it. But something has likely changed in the business conditions. So escalation commitment is when a leader says, darn it, no, we're sticking to the plan despite the fact that new factors have probably edited that plan. Escalation commitment. It is an error in which we get so committed to a pathway we can't see other options. We ignore reality. That was the difference I saw from the company president and owner from five years ago to the company president and owner I saw a couple of weeks ago. The one five years ago had gotten completely blinded. And now he's coming back saying, hmm, can we do anything? Yeah, we're going to try and figure that out. But wow, would have been way easier five years ago. And to that amazing president that I got to watch in action with his team a couple of weeks ago, he knew there was a vision. He could communicate that out. But he had to understand that that pathway was going to include multiple routes, trial and error, and he reassured his team that they would figure it out together. Choice. Change is going to happen. Change ready is a choice. And there is a clear difference in companies with leaders that understand this mindset. What does that mean for us as individual contributors and maybe leaders at different levels? We might be able to see those patterns or other types of patterns in our senior leadership. How do we adjust? Maybe we're reporting to a leader that is just stuck. So we adopt a growth versus fixed mindset, but maybe it's not welcome. 
Maybe we communicate an abundant versus limited approach, meaning we believe we have the talent and the resources to make the best things possible versus limited where there's never enough, it's never good enough, and we never see the potential. Or maybe we see it as a shared resources that we work across department lines to access all types of resources for us to be able to move our project, our team, our area forward as compared to hoarding information and resources, those leaders or managers who just keep things to themselves. Maybe we have taken on a transparent approach where we share information We keep information readily accessible to those who need it versus closed off where people literally have to beg for an update. Okay, so what's the difference? Is it a control thing? Because change is scary, no doubt about it. So if you happen to work for that leader, the one who doesn't want to, isn't sure, or is hesitant to, You have to decide what to push on and what not to push on. And I want you to mentor up. Consider this. What could that leader be afraid of? Why might they be resistant to what comes next? You know, I think about that company owner from five years ago. And he wanted a plan. He just did not want to recognize that that plan eventually would not include him. And especially for business owners, I get it as as someone who is a multiple time business owner, there is something about letting go that's scary when you have put blood, sweat and tears into building that business. I was recently listening to a speaker and they described it in a couple of different ways, but the imagery was around letting go of the vine, right? We hang on to it too long. When sometimes we've got to let go of it and let other people thrive. Well, sometimes I see that show up in coworkers or other department leaders or maybe your colleagues as a fear around threatened expertise or threatened power. Threatened expertise is when I was really good at something and we change something, what happens if I'm no longer good at it? Many times within individual contributors who are being forced change, where they have to do something different, build something different, use a different system, it's really hard to be a learner again. When I'm really good at it, and now you ask me to do something different, now it's clunky and I have to make extra effort, and it's hard to be new. Another way I often look at it is maybe that leader of yours has threatened power. Because if this is a control issue and they don't want to let go, maybe for them that power has been important. Yet I will still say, if I don't say it every episode, it's on my materials, right? Secure leaders give power away. Secure leaders give power away. So what is that fear of letting go? If fear as defined is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat, it becomes a fear, that emotion. In humans, we've seen it as fight or flight 
in many ways. Fear is still a huge, powerful emotion that shows up so many times at work. Okay, so what does this all mean for today? We need to be change ready in our own mindsets. We can't control everybody else. I want you always known for good things. So look around you. When your boss is resistant or your coworker is resistant, figure out what might that hesitation be. Is it fear? Is it that that change is scary because they don't know if they're going to be able to do it? They feel like they're not sure what's going to happen with it. Maybe they have a fixed mindset or they see limited resources that they've been hoarding information. Maybe they just don't know what to change to. So many times we tell people, here's what you need to change. We just don't picture what that change to means. So as individuals, we can choose to adopt a change-ready and learning mindset. I want you to ask yourself, why are you hesitant or fearful about something that has just been presented to you? And find your strength in that space to build on it. What could you contribute to that change process that will help it be more successful? Can you identify the upside to that change? And I want us to focus on what you can do and not get stuck in what you can't do. We have to, as teams, embrace change as an important and ongoing discussion. That CEO owner that I saw a couple of weeks ago, that was not the first time he brought change up to this team. They'd already bought in because when he talked about new changes, they knew change was going to continue. So they support each other to learn the new. And they prioritize those conversations as important. Even if you're not in a leadership role, you're influencing other people. So the choice of change readiness really comes with choosing our approach to it, recognizing that change is constant, and knowing that we can stay connected and communicate with others throughout the process. I want to make sure we're guarding against stirring up rumors, gossip, or other negativity. I want you to practice being optimistic, even though you may not currently be excited or happy about the change. I don't want fake positivity. I certainly don't want toxic positivity. But what can you do to give this some time and to keep an open mind? Knowing who you are, what you value, and how you interact with others at work, could you learn something new? I want you to ask questions and write down the answers. And I want you to look for ways to help others cope with change because, by the way, then you'll also do it better. Understand the choices you are making right now around change. Are there multiple changes you're working through and each one is at its own stage or is there's one maybe that you're struggling with a little bit more? I want you to influence those you can positively knowing that this time space is yours. How will you contribute to your team, department, company to help them move forward? Whatever that is, change is going to happen. 
being change ready is a choice. Keep learning something new today. Smash mental health stigmas and make good choices. Until next time, this is Dr. Selena.